How important is it that you get on the phone with your clients? Let's talk about it today. You're listening to Copy Chatter, the podcast where we talk about all things writing business. We're having a conversation here about freelance writing and freelance writers, and you are invited. Let's chat about business, marketing, dealing with clients, mindset issues, copy tips, and rolling with the changes. We'll also delve into what's going on with this particular writer as I grow and build my own business. Ready to talk shop? It's time for some copy chatter. Hello, my friends. It is a crisp autumn uh, morning as I'm recording this, and um, the the fall allergies have set in for me, so you may um, be hearing a little bit of that in my voice, just so you know. But speaking of voices and talking to people <laughs> and audio in general, I wanted to talk today about um, getting on the phone with your clients and with your prospects. So I get a lot of questions um, about topics that have to do with getting on the phone. Um, generally speaking, folks seem to be really worried about this, <laughs> which I understand. I was really worried about it too when I was getting started because I didn't, I didn't know how to conduct a client call. And it, there was a little bit of a learning process for me and it took me a while to really feel comfortable when I was uh, like on the spot in person. So if you are thinking about being a freelance writer or you've you've started, but this whole concept of what if I have to talk to them on the phone? You know, what if I have to get on Zoom with them? What if I have to do a sales call? If that is a, a fear that's running through your head, first of all, know that you're not alone. A lot of us um, struggle with this. It's actually a really big roadblock for a lot of people. So you are not alone. <laughs> However, I want to convey one very important message to you uh, in this moment. And that is that being on the phone and conducting a client call, especially if it's a sales call, this is a skill. It's not some kind of thing that you're either born with or you're not born with. And if you're not born with it, then all hope is lost. This is a skill. This is something that you can practice. It's something that you can learn. So if you are intimidated right now, it's probably because you haven't done it before or you tried it and you didn't know what you're doing and you felt horrible afterward because you feel like you really messed it up. But the good news is that you can learn how to conduct client calls really effectively in a way that you feel good about, in a way that um, you feel confident and you feel like you know what you're doing. But that is not exactly what we're going to talk about today. Today we are talking about um, whether or not this is something that you need to be doing. So I was able to go for a pretty long while before I needed to really start doing client calls. There were times, I think when I was first, very first getting started, I did have some phone calls with um, one of, a, a book client. I was editing his book for him and he wanted to have phone calls. Um, and that was fine, just for feedback and whatever. Um, and that was fine because, you know, I, I already had the gig and it, it was pretty straightforward. But when I started moving more into offering writing services and especially copywriting services, I found that clients were more likely to want to get on the phone. Now, most of my blogging clients did not really want to get on the phone, um, but some of the higher-end services that I offered really did seem to benefit from a phone call, either in the very beginning when I would um, try to 
see if I was a good fit for this prospect or after I'd landed the gig and I needed to get clarity. So the, the phone calls that come after you have the gig tend to be a lot easier <laughs> on you because nothing's on the line anymore. You've already, you've already secured the gig and, and you're just doing your info gathering at that point. So really it's the ones that come before that tend to make folks pretty nervous. Um, so first of all, I want to assure you that not every client will want to get on the phone with you. A lot of them will probably be happy just to work things out over email, come to an agreement, um, and then and then you'll maybe start talking on Zoom if you need um, to get more information and whatnot. So you can you can rest at ease knowing that not every single gig will come with a sales call in the beginning. However, as you start moving up the ladder, as you start getting more, um, uh, like more high end writing work, you start working with better caliber clients, you will find that you'll need to get on the phone with them. And, and there are some really good reasons for doing this. So I, I encourage you to keep your mind open and be willing to at least consider doing these client phone calls. Okay, so a serious, major, massive benefit to getting on a call is that in doing so, you're building a sense of rapport. And what you're doing is proving to the prospect that you are a real person, <laughs> that you show up, that you can speak in full sentences, um, that you are thoughtful. And generally speaking, it gives a sense of what it might be like to work with you. And you get a sense of what it might be like to work with this other person too. Um, you can use these phone calls as a time to answer any questions that the prospect has, to get any clarification that you would need before sending a quote. Um, and the other thing that you can do is, is what we call overcome objections that they have about hiring you. Um, so overcoming objections, that is marketer speak. And basically it means you can figure out why they're hesitating and then you can speak to that hesitation in a way that gives them some confidence that this is a good idea. Or you can see what their objection is. And if it's a legitimate objection, then you can say, you know, I understand your concerns. And, I, and to be honest, you know, I, I know you want to work with an experienced white paper writer. And this is my first, this would be my first um, white paper for a client, you know, or whatever. So I understand. But then you find a way to talk around it. And you be like, but I've written other long form content. I've written these white papers for myself and for this volunteer organization. And I have uh, you know, you might say I have a writing coach or I have, um, I have a mentor I can refer to with my questions. And so I have every confidence that I'll be able to deliver. So that is what overcoming an objection might look like. So when it comes to figuring out how to conduct one of these pre landing the gig phone calls, um, it really helps to brush up on how one of these calls could go. You can think of it like a sales call or don't think of it like a sales call if that makes you really nervous. A lot of people in this um, online service provider world refer to these calls not as sales calls but as discovery calls. And so if you want to get a feel for how to run or how to manage your own discovery calls, you can you can do a search for like discovery call template or Maybe even sales call template might give you some pointers. Um, 
client call template, something like that, to give you uh, an idea of how these calls work. But basically what happens is you get on the phone and and you want to be the one to get everyone started talking about work. So you get on the phone and you're like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, great. Okay, cool. I'm really happy to be talking to you today. So right? So you, you take control right from the beginning. Um, for me, it's like, I'm, I'm really glad that we're meeting today. I'd love to talk to you more about this project. So tell me about what's going on. Tell me about what you need. Tell me about what you're looking for, right? So you, your goal is to take charge and then get them to tell you what they're looking for. And then after they've told you, you you're asking questions, you think it's so interesting. <laughs> um, and if you decided that this is something that you want to do, then you then you talk about how you can help them and why you think you would be a good help for them. And if you have realized that this is not something that you want to do, then you say, well, I don't think I'm the right writer for you, but here's what I can do for you. And then that's like, I can introduce you to somebody or I would recommend that you go to this service or it sounds like what you really need is a web designer, you know, or whatever. So that is really the overview of how it works. And, and you can you can find a lot of really helpful information online. I don't have anything specifically about client calls at the moment. I do plan to build something next year, <laughs> 2021. Um, if you are enrolled in Copy Confidential, there um, are a couple of bonuses that will help you with client calls. Um, but because those are for Copy Confidential students, I don't... Um, I can't really get into them on the podcast. It, there's also just a lot to cover. Um, there's a lot to cover in client calls. Anyway, so if you're in Copy Confidential, take a look at your bonuses section and and we'll do the practice call and all of that if you want to do that. Um, but otherwise, Google is your friend here. There's a lot that you can find. I would maybe start looking on Pinterest. But anyway, um, after you have landed the client, it's usually... A pretty good idea to get on the call just for a rapid exchange of information unless what you're doing is fairly simple you know like I said before I never had to get on calls with blogging clients because it was pretty pretty straightforward um, but for anything that's a little more complex just being able to have a conversation is is really helpful and if you are ghosting for this person it's also really helpful to hear them speaking because that helps you pick up on their voice and how they talk about this project and, you know, phrases that they use and that kind of thing. So I'm a big fan of calls when they make sense after the fact. And now when they make sense is an important <laughs> distinction because there will be some clients who will want to talk to you all the time and they will want to get on the phone for any little thing. And so you need to um, be prepared to have your boundaries in mind if you are available for client calls. Um, so you need to be thinking about when you're willing to take them, how often you're willing to take them, under what circumstances are you willing to take them. There are some people who are just happy to have a call whenever it comes in. You know, maybe they're working full time in an office and they can just have the phone ring, you know, or like they take calls in the morning or whatever. Um, for other people, people like me, I have to rearrange my schedule to be able to take a call. I, I have to make sure that there's childcare, you know, that I'm not on kid duty and, and stuff like that. So it's not so straightforward for me. So I have to schedule my calls in advance. Um, so be thinking about what that might look like for you as well. You know, how easy it would be for you to get on a call. And now when I say call, I mean, maybe on the phone, but also on Zoom or some other online meeting. Um, let's see. So keep in mind that this is your business. 
and you run it however you want. So you take calls whenever you decide that you are available to take calls. Um, You decide, sometimes you'll be able to decide if a specific thing that a client wants to talk about merits a phone call or if it's something that you can work out over email or if it's something that you need to look into and and get back. Um, There are some clients who will not work with people who won't get on a call with them. I found that many clients are willing to do that. Um, It really just depends. It depends somewhat on on your niche and what that person is used to in their own professional context. So you don't have to get on a call if you can't, if you really don't want to. Um, but, But realize that you may be saying no to some opportunities that you would otherwise get, which it's your business. You run it however you want. And if it's a requirement for you that you not ever speak on the phone or speak on Zoom, um, then then you have your parameters. Uh, but um, likewise, if you decide that you are going to be available to speak with clients live and in person, then you need to set your parameters around how often that will happen, as well as how long these calls will last. So um, I do see a lot of questions about whether or not to charge for time spent on calls or time spent in meetings um, in addition to the project fee. And for that, um, there's not really a straight answer. It really depends to me on uh, the context. <laughs> so if you are working with a client who wants to be getting on the, on the phone with you and whatnot, and you can tell that this live interaction is going to take up a portion of time. You know, it's not going to be just like a random one-off thing for five minutes, but they really are going to want to talk to you. Then it makes sense to work out, you know, work out your fees, your rates in a way that you are compensated for that time, because that is time that you are devoting to that client and, and you should be compensated. But a lot of clients I found will balk at getting invoiced for their phone calls. A lot of people think that phone calls are just part of the package when you write when you are working with somebody. So um, if you're able to, I'd recommend that you factor in call time when you quote when you quote your rates. And that can be an expectation that you set right up front, you know, as you're um maybe in a discovery call, one of the questions you ask, you might ask is, or one of the things you might say is, now typically for something like this, we don't really get on the phone. But if that, if you had other, if you had different expectations, let me know um, so that I can adjust accordingly. And then you, and then they'll be like, no, I don't really think I'll need to talk to you all that much. Or they might be like, what do you mean? I was thinking we would um, have regular check-ins over the phone. And then you can adjust and then you, you know, you can say, well, that's not really I found that that's not really a productive use of my time, um, and it and it requires me to charge a lot more. Um, however, if that's something that you want to absorb, then I'm happy to accommodate it, you know, or whatever. But do make sure that you're getting compensated. Just don't go into it um, expecting that you will have your project fee and then additional lines on the invoice for meeting times, um, unless that's something that you agree to upfront. So I don't I don't like to charge an hourly rate or anything. I try to make sure that I'm charging enough for a project fee, that there's enough margin there, that when I do need to get on a call, uh, it's not, um, like I'm not losing money. I'm not, my hourly rate is not dipping so low that it doesn't make sense anymore. And now I can do that because I'm doing much more. I'm doing high-end writing services and I have 
a pretty good sense of how to conduct these calls so that they are efficient and and all of that. But just be thinking about how you can make sure that you're getting compensated fairly using your project fee as opposed to sending additional um, invoices. Unless, I mean, there will be some clients who are going to be okay with that. Um, And so that's something that you should hash out in the beginning so that expectations are set all around. Um, So I wanted to give you a couple of tips for making it work well when you are facing or thinking about client calls. And the first thing I want to convey to you is that you, like I said in the beginning, this is something that you can practice and get better at. Um, You can get really, really good at it. And it doesn't take a whole ton of practice. So practice if you're afraid. Um, Have a friend of yours or your spouse or your mom, <laughs> you know, or whatever, do a practice call with you. Do find kind of a client call template and um, see see how it feels to do these practice calls. And it feels, it, it, you can go into them a lot with a lot more confidence when you have a sense of how these conversations might go. Another tip is to set boundaries around when and how often you'll do these calls. So we talked about it. You are running your own business here. You are autonomous and you don't, you need to work with your clients and work with their schedule, but you're not required to be available at any period of time that you have not previously agreed upon to be available, if that makes sense. So if somebody wants to call you at four o'clock on a Tuesday, um, and you are, you know, at your kid's swim practice or something, you don't have to say yes to it unless you want to. You can take that call at the pool if you want, or you can say, I'm not available then, I can do Wednesday morning at 10 or, or whatever it is. But you get to set those boundaries about when and how often you'll get on a call. Another tip is that I don't recommend that you give out your personal cell number. When you do these calls, you can you can meet on Zoom. Your client can, you can log on to Zoom on your computer and your client can, can use the phone if they want. I've had people do that where they just, there's a, a phone number that they can call and it's like a conference call line and it's fine. Um, and one of the benefits of Zoom in particular is that you can record it. Um, the Another thing that you can do is, um, well, I mean, you can always meet face-to-face on Zoom as well or any other meeting service. Or um, what I've done is I set up a Google Voice. So I have my Google Voice number, which is my, my quote-unquote my work number, and it forwards to my cell. You know, I have the Google Voice app on my phone and all that. And so I can use it like a regular phone, but it's not my personal phone number, which I feel a little bit better about. It helps me keep better um, uh, better boundaries, a better distinction. Uh, between work life and personal life, which is helpful for me. So that's, that's what I've done. I've done that for years. And then the other thing is if somebody wants to get on the phone with you, don't feel like you have to break your neck so that you are on the phone with them immediately. You are allowed to have your own schedule as well. And just because they want to talk to you in 10 minutes doesn't mean that you have to talk to them in 10 minutes. You talk to them when, when you are both available and it is both, it's a good time for both of you. Um, as a copywriter, I found there have not really been all that many emergencies, so there's not always um, a need to get on the phone immediately. There are people who they want to talk to you, so they expect to talk to you immediately because that's their expectation, but their expectation is not necessarily reasonable. So don't be afraid to say, no, I'm not available um, at this time, but I can do this time. 
Okay, so that is all I've got for you for now on client calls. If you have more questions, you can always post them in the Facebook group. Go to theinkwellguild.com um, and that will take you straight to the Facebook group, answer the questions, and we'll let you in. Feel free to come and post and participate. Um, it's always a fun conversation. And I love these client call questions specifically because um, it's an area that feels very scary <laughs> to a lot of people. And it doesn't have to be scary. You just maybe need a little bit of guidance and a little bit of practice. And again, if you're in Copy Confidential, um, you can check out those bonuses that I have in there for you about conducting client calls and um uh, I guess that's it. So we'll talk next week. Have you heard of Copy Confidential? If not, I want you to go to copyconfidential.com and check it out. This is my new course on how to write anything for any client. It's really robust. We talk about the major writing skills that you're going to need for both copywriting and content writing. And I'm also including 12 modules that go in depth into 12 different types of content that your clients want you to write. If that is interesting at all to you and you'd like to learn more, then check it out online, copyconfidential.com. And FYI, there is a secret unannounced <laughs> bonus that's not on the sales page yet for client bound. If you enroll in Copy Confidential, you get client bound for free. It's pretty cool. I hope you check it out.